Hello, welcome to Aussie Tells All, episode 76. Welcome back. Going to talk about serial killers today. Thanks for having me back. Not a problem. So, um, how did you get your, your, your start, your background in true crime and so forth? Um, well, I think it mostly started with uh, when, I was, when I was in middle school, the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer case was happening. Mm. And it was, it was all over the news. And, uh, you know, I, I, I found it fascinating anyway, but I also kind of found it funny. There were a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer jokes going around back then. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, it, it, it made a dark situation a little lighter, lighter than it was. And yeah, I think that made me interested in it. And, um, you know, just, uh, I, I'm one of those people who, uh, who likes trying to figure out things that don't necessarily have an answer. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious about like Jack the Ripper and yep. a lot of the unsolved crimes, the Black Dahlia. Zodiac. Zodiac. Yep. Absolutely. Now for me, um, my true crime, my true crime love just came out recently when, when the, when the show came out for the first time a few years ago. After Cheryl came out the, on podcast, then I was in. I was in, and I, I've been listening to podcasts ever since for for true crime, watching documentaries and stuff. I, I I love I love them now. I used to be like a wholesome guy. Now I'm like a dark, a dark <laughs> now. I <laughs> listen some deep uh, shits. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, I, I'm I'm with the deep end here for my just, standards. Just now, be interested yeah. in it and don't start doing it, and then you're all yeah. right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have I don't have, I don't have any thoughts of murdering anyone or like that. I just like I love hearing the the cases and the stories and all that, the background and all that good stuff. You're good to go then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a serial killer. Um, next, I have for you. Um, what are your favorite mur- murder stories and also favorite serial killers of all time? Ooh, well, um, I already mentioned the Black Dahlia. That one's really interesting to me. Um, you know, that's just a lot of things that I'm interested in at once, like. <laughs> true crime and old hollywood and that kind of thing yeah um i would say uh the uh definitely albert fish who we're going to talk about a little later on absolutely um Dahmer, uh probably uh probably h.h H. holmes for sure <laughs> jack the ripper yeah uh, all the all, all the goats. <laughs> yeah, all the goats. Yeah, for for me, the murder stories for me um, is the Austin yogurt shop murders. Um, I'm not sure heard of that one, but, but they're really really good actually. It's still unsolved though to this day. Um, Ooh. There was these three teenage girls um, in the mall. They're closing up down the shop, and then. There's these two guys um, sitting at a booth, um, staring at the girls, which is kind of a, a curious thing. Mm-hmm. And then, next thing you know, the three girls are dead um, by by gunshots. And then they burn down the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, yogurt stand there as well to, to, to cover up their tracks. So it was a well planned out. Um, still unsolved to this day, as, as it stands Creepy. right now. Yeah, 
more more murder is a uh, podcast I listen to called uh, True Crime Garage, where there's these two guys from Ohio in a garage drinking beer, talking true crime. They they did a two part series about that one, so if you want to check it out more, I'd listen to that one. Um, but as far as my show killers, though, my favorite favorite of all time is Ted Bundy. I did him earlier with uh, Ben, uh, but yeah, Ted Bundy's my guy. Not my guy, but I like the story <laughs> of Ted Bundy. Um, how he did it was very, very mysterious. You know, he's very smart. And um, yeah, so Ted Bundy is my story killer that I, I do enjoy um, watching TV shows on and all that sort of thing. Now, um, do you have any favorite true crime doc- docs you've seen recently or, or you enjoy? Um, dude, you know, uh, not, not especially, um, I'll just, uh, sometimes when, when, you know, I don't have anything going on, I'll, I'll go to Amazon prime or I'll go to, uh, to, uh, Comcast. Um, I know that Netflix does a lot of original ones, but I haven't, I haven't checked any of the Netflix ones out yet. Oh, Um, they're so good. Yeah. I'll usually... Usually just watch something on cable or uh, okay. or or like I said, Amazon does a lot of that kind of stuff. I saw that. Yeah, I saw their list there. Um, I actually did watch doc documentary last night. Actually, I watched it one last night. A Netflix original came out recently this year. It's called Oklahoma City. It documents the OKC bombing from ninety ninety five. It tracks down. It pretty much it traces back to why he, why McVeigh did what he did. It goes back to Ruby Ridge and Waco and all that stuff. It's pretty fascinating stuff. It's a lot mm-hmm. of it's a lot of stuff. I would definitely check that out. It's done by PBS though, but on Netflix Ooh. though. On Netflix though, it just came out and it's really good. It's about an hour and a half, two hours almost. It's really well done. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the PBS stuff. I'll check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, though, um, documentaries I, I do like. Um, I talked to this a while back with you, but the one on HBO I watched was "Mommy, Mommy, Dead and Dearest" about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. About, about the, the the little little child whose his mom was a piece of shit, who you know um drugged her up and made it thought she was dis, dis, disabled and all this and then then her her boyfriend um killed her in bed and and she was part of it and then yeah so that was the my favorite one i've seen so on hbo anyway but um let's see what else do i have here before we get started um and what what are your favorite um tv shows or movies for based on true crime or or murders Ooh, um, there's a there's a, a BBC series called Ripper Street. Okay, it's, it's about trying to uh, track down Jack the Ripper. Okay, um, that one was pretty good. Um, the uh, the Black Dahlia movie that came out a few years ago was not super great, but uh, still had a lot of good information in it that, that you don't. Know, seeing a lot of the other documentaries because it was a little too grisly nice yeah i enjoyed Han- hannibal actually recently hannibal that was really good mm-hmm. and um other than that though i've seen a lot, a lot of true crime movies or tv shows i mean movies that i can't, I can't say though so 
Um, but yeah, I liked Hannibal though. I, I'm was he based off based off some guy based off Dahmer? Uh, you he? know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, today um, you're here to talk about serial killers. Today you had Albert Fish. I'll let you uh, start off with your story of Albert Fish. So yeah, um, Albert Fish was this really weird, creepy guy that uh, <laughs> um, he lived all over the U.S., but he uh, kind of made his name in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, only, only admitted to killing three people, but they're mm-hmm. closer probably to six or seven. Yeah, and uh, primarily focused on children. Um, yeah. Little kids. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, where 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 did you hear me last? I um, heard that kids were his main focus. Oh yeah, yeah, children, and uh, you know, grabbed him up in broad daylight, and uh, only really even got caught because he uh, would would send these taunting letters mm. out, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, just. I, I I feel like I feel like the, the 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 crimes that he committed and the things that he did. I mean, I don't I don't like to uh, I don't like to say that you should duplicate that kind of stuff. Yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, if people that are interested in Gacy would be interested in him because of the children. Yeah. People that are interested in Dahmer would be interested in him because of cannibalism. Mm-hmm. People that are interested in. Uh, zodiac or son of sam because he would send out the letters bragging about what he'd done yeah and um you know i i I feel like uh like a lot of the other prolific famous serial killers kind of kind of owe a debt of gratitude to to in that sense but uh yeah he um would would kidnap these children and then just torture him over several days and eat Mm -hmm. him and yeah uh i I read one where it talked about how he spent nine days eating one of the kids piece by piece nine days nine days what a sick fuck yeah i on a podcast i listened to a while back circular podcast listen to um albert fish um he there was a family in in their front yard and the mom was out in the front yard and the, the kids were out there with her and they're talking to the Albert fish. And then, um, mom went in, mom and, and the, uh, the kid went inside and then he came back later that day and, and took her and took her when she was alone. Yep. Yep. All true. And, um, you know, kind of, kind of right out from underneath the mother because, uh, he had actually, he'd seen an ad, um, that their son was looking for work. Oh, so. That okay. that he found out there was a little uh, kid there, and that was like target acquired sort of thing. Right. And, uh, he he went there and started talking to the mom under the pretense of hiring the son, mm-hmm. and met met the little girl, and then his focus kind of went to her. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a sick, sick story. Wow. Um, now, how old were the children usually? Do you know the age range? Uh, I think they were between about like uh seven and ten. Um, Grace Bud, the uh the one that we were just talking yeah. about, uh, she was ten years old. 
isn't that his most notorious or, fa- or famous um, murder or the one was most talked about? Is that one? Yes. Yes. And then um, there was a uh, a nine year old boy um, that he uh, same same sort of thing snatched him up in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was a twelve year old boy. Grabbed him up through a skylight of an apartment building. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wow. he, he operated mostly oh, with you know young prepubescent children. Wow! And he was he you know just besides being a sick bastard anyway. Yeah, he, he had a lot of problems. I mean, he uh, he was into self mutilation. Mm. They did his autopsy. They found a bunch of needles that he had shoved in his junk, oh. among other places, like in his wow. pelvic bone and just everywhere. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Now, when do when these when when do these take place? When, what what time period was this in? We're talking in the uh, early early twentieth century. Okay. Yeah, he, he relocated to the Northeast in uh, the late nineteenth century. And uh, yeah, started, started operating in the 20s and 30s. So it was over a period of time. Then it wasn't like a short period. Short as over like over a decade. Yeah, over over about uh, I think it was eight years. I think it was 1924 to 1932. Okay. Um, but again, you know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of crimes that he never copped to that that were yeah. same sort of mo. So. Yeah. <laughs> and when did he get caught? Uh, I believe he got caught in. Uh, ooh, I think the I think it would have been the thirties. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, he went on trial in thirty-five. So. Oh, okay. He and, and, and was he found guilty? I assume, right? Found guilty. He was. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he he got executed. I believe at Sing Sing. Yeah, you got the election. Sing Sing, that's one of the uh, notorious prisons in the country. You didn't want to go. What's that? That was one of those places you didn't want to go. Well, I, like Shawshank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you said it was by, by by the cherry said. Yep. Okay. Anything else you want to add to Albert Fish's story there? Not really, just uh, you know, um, fascinating guy who I don't think necessarily deserves to be uh, remembered fondly or celebrated, but you, yeah. still can't, uh, you still can't deny the the interesting factor there. Yeah, well, my guy, um, he is something to behold. Um, let me tell you, I have to pull up my article real quick, get some pointers out. So. My guy is from Russia, and he is the most notorious circulator in Russian history and one of the most prolific in world history. Um, his name is Alexander, uh, Alexander Pushkuchkin. I call him Alexander. <laughs> and uh, he, is, he is known, his nickname is the um, chessboard killer because his goal was to um, kill 64 people the amount of spices on a chess 
on a chess on a chessboard. Hey, you almost got there. <laughs> he was charged for only only fifty murders. Um, <laughs> but he hacker, <laughs> yeah. But he admitted to sixty murders, and this has all happened in not too not 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 too recent past. Um, back in back in. Uh, I think of the 2000s, right? That he was caught. Well, he was caught in 06. Um, yeah, and and then basically he would attack his victims um, and leave the bodies in a Moscow pizza park and in sewer drains below the park, where most of them would would drown, um, mostly. Um, and then he wanted to kill enough people to fill the squares of chessboard, as I said, um, and. He he kept one trophy though trophy of a circular trophy kept a log with the date each of each of his victims' death. There are plenty of creepy facts about Fishkuchkin and his deeds, and the details are just scary and intrigue. So, um, as I said before, so his first murder was in 1992. So that was a while back. Yeah, and um, his fellow Ru- Russian. Citizen Andrei Chikatilo was convicted of mutilating and killing 50 people. Um, so he wanted to uh, surpass his predecessor uh, of serial killer uh, from from Russia. He was going for the high score. He wanted to go for the win, and he, he got the win um, for sure. If that's something you want to win, um, so he he did that for for sure, and then. He, then some circles keep souvenirs from their victims, whether for small items or even internal organs. He kept the small notebook in his pocket, which had all this, all the all the uh, the chessboard pieces. He squared and date written and uh, the names and the names of each of his victims. Um, and he also killed most of his victims by hitting them in a in the back of the head with a blunt object. Ooh. Um, now. He lured his victims into the park. Some were already there relaxing or walking one of the paths. And most of the victims were um, elderly um, people or homeless people in the park. Um, where he hit them in the back with the head with blunt objects. He would tell them, his, oh yes, this is his, his, his uh, huge uh, get um, every time he, he did this. So he, went, he goes to the park and they say come with me, have a glass of vodka, um, and we'll visit my dead dog's grave. It was in the park as a way of getting his victims to let his their guard down. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like the Bundy, um, I, I'm injured, or get, get my boat to load, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, after after they picked him, went, went over the grave, when, you know, he, he would give the hammer or or a, or a lead pipe or whatever or a wrench or a log or anything that was, was, was close by yeah it was close by basically and then uh, he claimed to aim for the back of the head in order to avoid getting blood on his clothing and then um, he would often let left the murder weapon near the body in some cases he would insert an empty bottle of vodka into the indentations in the victim Hello, sorry about that. My app's acting up on me. What, what, where do we have off for you? 
uh, last I heard was about how he would um, leave the murder weapon near the bodies. Oh, I tried to mind myself for the whole time. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know uh, you were gone that long. Okay. Um, yeah, let me go back. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so he, he, he would do that. And then um, he would, after the murder was over, he would he would put a bottle of vodka into the indentations of their of their skulls. Oh, so post mortem sick fuck. Yep. And also, he only, he only killed three women and a child. Um, and it's because from what I read, an article I read that pointed out that his dad left him, his dad left him at age, at age one and his grandfather left, died at a young age as well. So I think what they're saying here is that he wanted to take his aggression out on his victims as men. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot more for men. Yes. But his last victim though, is a woman who he actually worked with um, at the grocery store he worked at as a checker, as a stalker was Marie, Marina Moskaloiva, and she was a co-worker of Biscuchins, of Alexander's. The two went on a, a walk in, in the Bitsa Park when he killed her, and her pocket was a metro ticket and a piece of paper with his, his, name, his phone number on it, leading authorities to search his home where they found the list, his list of kills. So that's where he messed oh. up. That's where he messed up. Yeah, that, that, that was his huge thing. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how I got caught, actually. Now, one of Alexander's main sources of prey were homeless men living in the streets near, near Bitsa Park in Moscow. He did this for, very, for two reasons. The older man reminded him of his deceased grandfather who loved to abandon him, and no one truly kept track of them. Many serial killers go after so-called easy prey who will not be reported missing in Peskuchkin, was no exception because of his choice of victims. No one immediately realized there was a serial killer in the area until Alexander mm. leaving the bodies in plain sight. Um, then here's also a random fact as well on, on Alexander. He was began killing killing at age 18, where he killed two of his friends. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he started young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he invited one of his friends. Um, with him on a killing ex quote killing expedition, he began walking around trying to find someone to kill. When it came clear that his friend wasn't taking taking that seriously, he killed him. So wow. The, yeah. And then Alexander claimed the police questioned him about his friend's death, but nothing really came of it. And then Alexander later said, "The first murder, it's like first love, it's unforgettable." <laughs> so he was sick for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I would say so. Um, and then Alexander said that he threw a romantic rival out the window when he was 18. According to Alexander, his girlfriend Olga broke up with him and began dating his friend Sergey. In response, Alexander killed him. Although circumstances of Sergey's death led the police to declare it a suicide, not a homicide. Uh, and he would not kill again for five years after the alleged murder of Sergei. So he, he gave a lot of five-year respite there. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Also, um, Alexander, with one rare female victim, was found with a small metal stakes pounded into her skull. 
the stakes were also around her eyes when he was arrested. So he was arrested um, on that as well. Dang. Yeah. And he claimed to have lured his childhood ex-girlfriend Olga into the park to meet him, make, meet her doom. The body with stakes was never identified and it's possible that this was her body. So his ex-girlfriend got, got the ax apparently um, <laughs> because of, because he didn't want to date her anymore or she didn't want to hit and all that. And um, now this park I'm talking about is 2,700 acres of woods. It has a stream access to nearby sewer. And that's where he, he met most of his victims were in the sewer. Most of them were the, let them drown. But one actually survived. A woman survived. Um, she was brutally attacked. Um, I saw a documentary on it um, last week on YouTube. And she told the authorities who did it. She, she, know, she know, knows her, her, his name, but they um, were afraid of him and didn't do anything about it. And so it could have been all resolved, but they didn't do anything. But so they didn't. didn't yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and then this one is kind of sick as well. I have a couple more things that I'm going to be done here. Um, also, he said, Killing felt like killing. Killing made it. It felt felt like a, like a god. Um, he says he liked that he was the person who chose to decide whether a person lived or died. Oh, yeah. During his trial, he stated that in all cases, I killed for only one reason. I killed in order to live. Because when you kill, you want to live. He went on to say. I felt like the father of all these people since it was I who opened the door for them to another, another world. Stevens made it clear that he felt no remorse about the people whose lives he, he snuffed out. And also um, in the trial, he was stuck in this, in a, in a, in a, um, in a, in a glass box or a glass or, or some kind of box, plexiglass. So you, so, so you want to get out of control, apparently, mm. as well. Now, this was the kicker, I think, in the whole thing here. Um, as a child, um, he was young. He had an accident with a swing. He, he fell backwards off the swing, and it, and it reared back and hit him in the head, damaging the front lobe of his brain. Didn't it? He's never seen after that. So that was probably one of his big things that caused him to go on this whole path as well as a young child that got off the swing. That's also something to, to look at. So, yeah, kind of like how the uh, concussions make you violent later on. CTE and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hernan yeah. Um, Hernandez and Junior Seau. Yeah. Chris, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Yeah. R- wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, I told you that earlier. Um, glass. It was a glass cage. Told you about that. Oh yeah. Then the last thing I want to tell you here is this is the twist of the story, twist of the century here. Um, so in 2014, a woman only identified as an. Oh yeah. But by the way, I'll let you know. He was arrested and in life in prison with no parole. So he's he's no, no parole um, is available. So he's still alive then. What's that? Still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's only forty-one. Wow. Yeah, he he was young when he got. Yeah, he was like thirty-three when I got him. 
Yeah. Oh, I would have thought. I would have thought for sure Russia would have put him to death. No, there's, there's not. There's not definitely in Russia. Oh, okay. Yeah, or was they, or was they probably would have done that. Yes, but here is the big twist of this whole story, though. So, what do you think about this one? In 2014, a woman only identified as Natalia. Um, she spoke to to a Russian news agency about their love, saying. She and Piskuchkin communicated frequently by letters, and she was more proud of her groom as if so they they got married basically, um, and said it was love at first sight. And then she says, and then also, um, uh, perhaps having issues today, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, what'd you last hear there? Uh, last thing I heard was about how uh, they had been corresponding and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, corresponding by by letters, and then they got married in prison. Um, and she said it was love at first sight, and she came came up came came aware of his lifestyle when she saw a program on TV about his crimes. <laughs> and to get here's here two more things here on her. Was uh, it? really twisted here so one thing one thing is is that she got a tattoo of him on her forearm uh yeah that's one thing <laughs> and other thing is she said to him that she wants, she wants to have her his kids and oh. and he said well you should just find a man to to make love with to have your kids because i can't i'm in jail so <laughs> Uh, this is, it was just a very twisted story, um, all in all, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like she might have as many problems as he does. Yeah, they're matching in heaven or hell. Yeah, yeah. Hell, I think, in hell. Um, so what are your overall thoughts on that story there? That's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to dig a little deeper into that now because I'm interested in, uh, in, in, finding out like you know uh, being weird you know my my questions like who who got assigned which chess piece was it based on anything <laughs> did he do it just do it in order and everyone he killed first were the pawns and... yeah I'll, I'll send you send you a link when we're done here on a documentary i watch on youtube uh, right it's on it's about an hour long but it's fantastic hour and 20 minutes long it's really good um all right. Any closing thoughts on your 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 guys or my guys, or, or, or are you good to go? I, I I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I just want to go out and learn some more right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, podcasts are really are really awesome because I I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have them they have they have them on all the time. So I hear all a lot of stuff. I a lot of weird stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. So I want to dig deep, deep dig deep more into the stuff that I, I will listen to on on the podcast. And um, okay, so so we have today. Now we'll actually we'll have one more with Ben later on. He's he's doing a uh, Japanese cult podcast with me, and I'm doing a Canadian cult as well. So it's on that one later on today. Nice, absolutely. Now, um, thanks for coming on again. It was a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. And I'll look forward to it. Have a great New Year. You too. All right, see you later, man. Bye. Bye-bye.